but Can I, I do don't a know shout out to sure. all the gamers today for their uh, king um, being slain? Regis nope. Philbin? <laughs> no. <laughs> Folks! Joe, <laughs> We're Joe, gaming! Joe Rogan. Look! I'm Sans. <laughs> David, I spent three hours in makeup for this. I'm an Undertale. I figured you'd love it. Everybody, welcome to another edition of the Late Late Capitalism Show. It's me, Jesse, and to my right we have, as always, it's Dean Hayden, folks. Oh, last name? Drawn. No, I'm, I'm keeping the last name. Okay. okay. Yeah, oh, he's exposing himself this yeah. week and every week. Also, like everyone <laughs> knows who, especially us two, are because he says my last name every time I don't, we do you any wake-up call, we, and then he says we do this show called the Late Late Capitalism <laughs> Show, and I'm like, thanks, Dean. <laughs> anyway, right. I'm Megan, by the way. Yeah, and I'm I'm your your big boy Chance That's coming right. in hot. Caressing your sweet ear canals this week. That's perfect. I'm glad you mentioned caressing because in just a moment we're going to get to what I think should open the show, which is my poem that I wrote. But before we get to that, I'm going to issue a quick content warning. (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk about. I was racing that you just. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is this is what Jesse does whenever he reads poetry to a woman. He's like, just for the record, content warning. So we're going to do some swearing. I'm going to talk about. This might potentially be racy or risque. If you've got a loved one in the room and you want to get into that kind of loving feeling, just play the next minute and a half of this poem. Turn turn the lights down a little bit. Yeah. Put on your favorite Rod Stewart album. Let's get, get saucy. Let's right. get real low. I'm going to be talking in this tone for the <laughs> next minute and a half. Please do. This is a poem I wrote. I wish I could have the bon- There are bongos I'm staring at directly across from me, but I don't want to play them because I feel like that would be culturally insensitive. This poem is a very special one. I wrote for a very special lady, Dr. Stella Emanuel. <laughs> God damn it. It's called Oh Stella, and it's a poem by Jesse. Oh Stella, oh Stella, you come to me in a shroud. Your doctor coat the color of a cloud. I hear your declarations about contact and trace. I want to feel your cheeks nestled on my face in what can be described as a pre-COVID embrace. (laughs) God's warrior princess, so aptly named, in your war against the dummycrats, you will not be shamed. Hydroxychloroquine is a trusty cure to test Dr. Fauci's piss so we can be sure. I only wish, oh Stella, oh Stella, that I could be your piss test fella. And although we focus on the COVID, I wish we could talk about you and me. <laughs> Stella, oh Stella, my quack MD. <laughs> Baba Booey, Baba Booey. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. That was so good. <laughs> I wrote that in five minutes in the parking lot. <laughs> so you were really feeling it. I was. Uh, I spent all day. Well, by all day, I mean my hour union allotted lunch break at work, <laughs> looking up Dr. Stella Emanuel. And I did this because I actually saw her last night on social media. And if you're unfamiliar, Dr. Stella Emanuel is actually she's like the new right wing. She's like the counter to Dr. Fauci. 
Yeah. Because yeah. she hits all the talking points. That, She's like, the, the diamond right and silk of Fauci. Okay. I was going to make that, but I was like, <laughs> this seems racist because she is a large black woman, as is diamond and silk. So. She, she's, <laughs> she's a... She's a uh, She's in pediatrics, is she not? Like she, she's an MD in pediatrics. She does a lot. I'm yeah, she's also a minister. Pull up my notes oh my because I took most of this uh, from her Facebook page, which is all one word: Dr. Stella Emanuel, <laughs> and also from Jared Holt and Right Wing Watch. I don't know if you've uh, looked recently, but her Facebook page is actually down. It was up to the, it was up at lunch today when I looked news she said that god is going to attack facebook for taking down her facebook page uh, okay. yeah that sounds right so in her medical <laughs> bio she does in fact describe herself as god's warrior princess uh she was born and raised in i believe cameroon nigeria was it nigeria she got her doctorate she in did nigeria. get her medical degree in nigeria her for facebook sure says single jesse so Ooh, that's good to know whoa hey now that's breaking news. so she is a minister <laughs> who in the past has made numerous uh let's say typical remarks about homosexuality including you know they're all sinners they're gonna burn in hell you know yeah 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 the usual shit that the these fun people stuff talk about i'm actually stoked for it <laughs> so this is also once again from her official medical page so i'm just going to read you she is a successful physician with an active staffed practice in Alexandria, Louisiana. Her attitude toward demonic forces has been described as cutthroat, <laughs> a warrior to the core. Oh my God. This is on her medical biography. That's so fucking cool. She believes her call as a prophetess mm, is to teach God's wounded army of believers violent warfare by her motto, the violent taketh by force. Holy shit. This is a doctor, yeah, dude. This is a real person? It's about spiritual health. She is a wealth <laughs> transfer coach. Yes. And believes that you can be saved, anointed, firebrand, and wealthy too. Oh my god. My favorite cool. thing about like all like right wing kooks is that like it seems like an AI could have written this bio. Like she if was you born just in Bali. If you left an AI, you know, watching Fox News uh, for an hour, it would yeah. spit out this bio. And what's interesting is she is, by the numbers, like everything that Trump's been talking about, including hydroxychloroquine. And she, in a video, which is where I saw her, it's like, it was like titled like, Dr. Emmanuel destroys the libs. And it's just her talking about how they, all the nurses and doctors need to submit to a urine test to prove they're not taking hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> and, yeah, and it's like... It's like, really? That's destroying the lips is forced drug testing. <laughs> so on her, some of her sermons uh, posted to her website have strange medical claims, including one in which she claims that certain medical issues like endometriosis, cysts, infertility, and impotence, impotence are the result of sex with spirit husbands and spirit wives, which Emmanuel described as having sex in dreams with witches and demons. <laughs> cool. We call them all kinds of names. Like Ghostbusters. Endometriosis, <laughs> that's right. She's doing the Bill Murray <laughs> face. Uh, Everyone knows that's fucking Dan Aykroyd, uh, you oh, idiot. Wow. Yeah, his, He's his, the Kingston hero. His dad almost hit my friend with his car. Yeah. Uh, we call them all kinds of names. Endometriosis, we call them molar pregnancies, we call them fibroids, we call them cysts, but most of them are evil deposits from the spirit husband she said <laughs> i'm changing my twitter bio I immediately to evil deposits love from this the woman. Spirit husband. and you know what else she has and this is my favorite this is what jared holt from right wing watch reported uh she also had very recently started a gofundme to destroy cancel culture yes which 
how's the money involved? Uh, <laughs> no, but that's why she is truly like the most algorithmic character we've met yet. Yeah, like, she's so cool. They've stopped trying. It's like when you get 25 years into like a Madden sim and the names they come up with are like Lucas Lucas, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah. did happen to me once. Um, and, and to fill anyone in uh, on why we're talking about this lovely doctor and why she is even important, she actually uh, ran, was it a health conference mm-hmm. that got uh, live streamed on Breitbart yes. and Facebook and Twitter, I believe? Yeah, that's, it was our account. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we had her on the show. Yeah, we, we sponsor her, actually. <laughs> yeah, so the video in which she talks about Dr. Fauci's piss, which is something I usually talk about, but I don't get retweeted by both Donald Trump Sr. and Donald Trump Jr. Yeah. That, like, boosted her audience. And I've seen, like, all the right-wing people I like, keep on my Facebook because I'm just, like, to check in with them. Like, they've all just been sharing this thing about how you don't need masks and how hydroxychloroquine, right. which even the best of studies are like, eh, it has no effect. And the worst of them are like, yeah, you shouldn't take this. This is for malaria, which is what she talks about. She's like, oh, I treated people with malaria with it, and it worked. It's going to work for COVID. Yeah. And it's like, well... <laughs> You know, I don't think that's quite the case. Yeah, yeah. You can't use a saline drip to stop cancer. <laughs> so I don't know what her plan is here. Yeah, it, it's it's a pretty messy situation with all that. So, like, she did this conference or whatever. I don't know if she ran it or if she was just a part of it. And it was with, like, a lot of doctors who are essentially dissenters on the current yes. stance when it comes to, like, the pandemic in the States. Um, and then Facebook took it down and Twitter took it down because they saw it as promoting like, false information. Yeah. False information, pseudoscientists. Like these are, they were all fringe doctors. Yeah. These are like legitimate pseudoscientists. Yeah. yeah. And like they, they got their degree and then they went and fucked off somewhere else. Right. These, it's like 300 Dr. Nicks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, um, but without the fun accent. Yeah. But the fun thing is that the argument now is like, you guys keep saying, listen to the doctors. Well, a doctor said this Stella Emanuel is a, is a doctor. Doctor, and it's like, have you? She thinks that cysts come from having sex with demons. <laughs> with <spirits. laughs> yeah. I hope it's all cysts too, like you know, wrist cysts and yeah. joint cysts. Yeah, yeah. A fucking demon Cis with people. a big dong fucked my T-sis. neck. Now I got yeah. a boil on the back <laughs> of it. T swifts. <laughs> That's right. I oh, I had to, I did resist doing the voice, but just look. If you buy these shoes, I just want you to know. They are the product of dream sex labor. <laughs> and I hope you can live with yourself wearing these T-Swiss shoes. Love that. For me, it's Griff recognized Grift, though. Mm-hmm. Like, she's she's making money. We're making money. We are, of course, a laundering, money laundering scheme yeah. for the Ukrainian mafia. And we. Yeah. And what? Sorry? And the Wee Charity. Oh, yes. And the this Wee is Charity. Actually a, this is a Wee startup. Believe it or not, yeah. it costs $360,000 per, per show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're actually, we're a subsidiary to the Wee Social Media Fundraising Foundation for the Poor, whatever the hell. It's actually, it's, it's funny because, um, you know, all of these things are happening right now. And like I said, all of these people are just like, the doctors, the doctors. And then it's like the one doctor. You found the one doctor who's literally the worst human. <laughs> like, just knows nothing. Like You're forgetting about Dr. Oz. Okay, yeah. He could be What did worst. Dr. Oz say? Well, Everything bad ever? He's yeah. just a walking advertisement. Yeah, no, like, it's very easy to be drugs. a quack doctor. Doctor, it's interesting. I guess so, he makes so much more money. We're seeing, like, yeah. quack doctors across, like, religious spectrums now, too. Because, like, Dr. Oz is a, is a Mormon. Yeah. Like, he's from, he's from Utah. Whereas From what? Utah. 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 That's right. Utah? That's how the, yeah. Utah, the Mormon God says it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Whereas Dr. Emmanuel is, I believe, Methodist. 
the maybe i can't really tell her politics are so in or sorry her religion is so intense i it's don't actually, know which so it's actually it's. really cool her um ministry is called the fire and power ministries and every single live broadcast they do it's just flames in the background behind yeah, her as so if she oh is saying that's so sick i honestly feel like this is not no offense if you're religious or faithful but not that far of a departure from the things i was told at bible camp like no no, no we yeah. were told all the time that if we had sex before marriage or sex with a non-christian person especially oh or that demons. we were mixing our soul with the devil yeah like, if you you have sex with one of them jew types <laughs> i'm just gonna let you know as your pastor here's a handy chart so you can identify them you'll make a great bagel afterwards though if you notice his penis is missing an essential piece <laughs> And you still go through with the intermingling of the religions with him, uh, you will be burning in hell. And I will see you down there, you little shit. Is not curved downward or wrinkled in some sort of horrible genetic deficiency caused by generations of inbreeding. Uh, don't don't touch it. Now what you see here is a picture of Roger Ailes' penis from Fox News, and as you can tell, he actually suffers from hemophilia, so his penis looks a bit like red meat. My man got a fussy. That's right. And now here you see Harvey Weinstein's penis, and you'll notice it basically looks like a pussy with two little flaps hanging, and that's his yep. ball sack. A fussy is a foot pussy. Write that down. That's right. And sometimes now you don't. This, where, this is essential. You don't want to get this confused because sometimes you threaten to to break your foot off in someone's pussy mm-hmm. if they're giving you lip. That's which not a you pussy. Are giving me right now. That is not a pussy. That is breaking your foot off in someone's pussy. <laughs> There's an in, in, an integral. Megan, are you paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you a public speaker? This is crazy. Uh, they will simply not let me do this. You see, I tried to. Break, <laughs> I brought the pussy chart to the uh, dare program at my my son's school. <laughs> And I was th- they're saying you know dare to, dare to be drug free, and I said yeah 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 that's fine like don't smoke drugs, but also please do not ignore the fussy. And I was taken out in cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> and was it wrong? Yes. But do I still back the blue? Yes, of course, one hundred percent. I would die for them. <laughs> so yeah, that. But they were all like nineteen-year-old uh, middle-class <gasps> white Christians <laughs> from Ontario. That's yeah, actually yeah. worse. Did I'd <laughs> rather have like a weird Southern Baptist <laughs> pedophile. This is a really weird tangent. But have I ever told you? the time where my all indigenous elementary school went to a christian summer camp <laughs> oh my god which one name it uh, uh, oh lord's holy fire no no it was uh, camp ohahaze okay. no ohahaze was the dropout high school on the res oh, right wrong i don't know what it was but it was it was it was very was much like a christian camp oh my god there was crosses everywhere and we show up and we were literally raised to hate that <laughs> <laughs> understandably yeah. yeah i get it we grew up despising those things at a very young age and we show up to this camp and it's all white people and it's all christians and we have to say like prayer before dinner and stuff like that and we actually got in fights we almost got kicked out of this camp because we kept fighting all the white kids um, <laughs> because they would make us fun of us for being native and then we would call them catholic pigs and then it would be this whole entire fight and, hell yeah you know, normally no, they like being called that though Weird. catholic pigs yeah 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 uh, just don't what? say the p word the other p word <laughs> they don't like that one. <laughs> no, <laughs> hey no, hey no. <laughs> what okay so in conclusion we i think it's safe to say dr stella emmanuel gets our seal of approval yeah we may not of the week i'd say yeah so dr stella emmanuel you're jesse's freak of the week <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Yeah, the award is in the mail. We're going to be leaning in all the way with Dr. Stella and She's my hydrocoxychlorine or whatever. Hydrocloxychloroquine. Yes. And I hope 
we will clip this so I can send her uh, my poem online and <laughs> I will quite simply save her. I can save her. Stella, I can save you from this life <laughs> and I hope I can you can save hear her. this. Stella, I can save you. And yeah. that is the straight, straight shot. You know, we're going to get her. She's going to be on next week's episode. It won't be me doing a racist voice. I promise. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to find voice. We're going to actually do uh, like rock bottom to her where we just edit her voice clips to make it sound like she's on our show. Yeah, we're going to deep fake it. She just keeps, she just keeps <laughs> saying fussy, which is good because we have several <laughs> clips of that anyway. We'll get an AI to learn how to mimic her voice and have her on the show to say whatever we want. That would be interesting to have an AI try and like mock an algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> so next week on this show, we're going to restart Skynet. It's like getting Doctor. Cleverbot to talk to itself. Yeah, yeah. It's like when they uh, made that one bot like that one chat bot and like it instantly became a pedophile nazi yeah. <laughs> that's like what happened with that doc that's dr stella's like backstory <laughs> just <laughs> tragic jesse abby shapiro and stella emmanuel are literally going to be the power thruple of america oh my god, god. she'd get i'm sorry that's Chadwick central torn apart these are two <laughs> oh large <God>. figures <laughs> Large personality. <laughs> Quite honest. Yeah. yeah, she's like the like most Abby, bland. Yeah, Abby just Abby's cannot like, compete. Yeah. Could you yeah. imagine Dr. Stella during one of her like <laughs> firebrand speeches talking yeah. about like, if you are Catholic, you are going to hell. <laughs> yeah. And Abby's like, well, okay, but have you considered my husband? Uh, if there's one thing I like, it's I, I like I like taking my shoes off and and making a sandwich for my husband to make sure he has three ice cubes in the glass. And like Stella's like gripping her by the throat, like trying to steal the fire from her soul. He's a demon witch. Uh, so cool. I want someone to draw me fan art of just like no <laughs> me and Abby and Doctor Stella. Abby Rule thirty four. Really racist. <laughs> <laughs> Against the Welsh, weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. Oddly, I'm the one being persecuted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least, like, give it up to our fans. They took it in a unique direction. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what the show's all about: is inventing a new form of racism <laughs> involving my polyamorous. Yeah, it's like a petri Catholic dish couple. <laughs> that's our, we're a petri dish for like weird fetishes and like racisms you never yeah, thought possible. A, a very genuine cesspool. That's right, and that's what we like to promote on this show. So last week, very briefly, we touched on Evo Morales, who was the actual democratically elected leader of Bolivia. And this was something I didn't think we were going to be talking about because I figured this would just kind of make its way out of the news cycle. But friend of the pod, perhaps the man I hate more than anyone on this planet. Queen's own I finest. That's right. On the earth. Queen's University alum, apartheid emerald mine Grimes, benefactor. Grimes breeder. That's yeah. right. Oh, made another one of those man who put Not his good. disgusting pud in grimes elon musk who just a few days ago on twitter said <sighs> he's had a banner week on his he team. really he's has had a banner of, year the amount of shit he tweeted this week was fucked up like in, <laughs> in so many different ways in so many different contexts. like it's all it's again like i say this all the time but it's almost like no longer fun it's no, no it's longer not. interesting. It's infuriating. It, yeah, I heard, it just makes I heard, me uh, angry. I heard the grand editor in chief of Walking Eagle News talk about how satire is really difficult in an age where, like you said uh, a few podcasts ago, in an age where the person's almost satirical in themselves, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where you just look at them and you're like, "I'm just gonna re say what they said," just and you're just gonna, yeah, you're gonna moan about it because like there's nothing to even joke about anymore. Yeah. 
So, while on Twitter, in which he's posted such legendary things as uh, when he intentionally fixed the Tesla stock price, so it was like sixty nine four twenty, yep. and it cost him hundreds of millions of dollars. Or when he he tweeted, "Lol, Tesla stock is too high," and then people lost, like yeah. like fans of his who were like, Thousands. "Elon, I would die for you. You cost me twenty thousand dollars." There was one of his tweets like that about the stock price that led to him getting fired from Tesla briefly. Remember that? Yeah, and, like, he, he was, was also not. Backlash that they were like this is I thought that was corruption. him smoking weed on and Joe then, Rogan no. and then he they were like this is corruption and he got fired and then he was like oh actually it was a joke and it was like ah cool thing no that's okay. he also like openly discussed breaking labor unions yeah, yeah. and like how Tesla will never unionize about it but this one was one that just particularly really stuck in my craw so his original tweet another government stimulus package is not in the best interest of the people IMO this is a genius who once said that COVID-19 would be over by, like, the end of April. Also, for the record, there were certain points within, like, the, the like, years that Tesla has existed where Tesla got more money from the government. Like billions than, of dollars. Yeah, billions and billions of subsidies. 4.9 billion yeah, is, like, the current Than they total. ever earned at that point. Yeah, Tesla has yet to make a profit. Yeah. They exist solely off, like, subsidies and, like, weird angel investors that, you know, they just happen to have a bag full, bursting full of emeralds, but we don't ask for them where. For when they mine Mars and then they all... That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All the emeralds on Mars. They're gonna get the uh, like all the Mass Effect resources. <laughs> He's sending a probe ship, and yeah, just like Commander they're gonna Jeffrey. have sex with all the cute uh, like blue aliens. That's what Grimes is. She yeah. is like an Asari. <laughs> I think I think Elon Musk is actually going to Mars to find new Mass Effect DLC. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he didn't like the Andromeda games. He's, he's like turned his 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 chair like his back facing the window, and he's just clutching his fist. He's like, I will find the Asari. <laughs> <laughs> and I will fuck them till I die. So before you say this actual important, horribly political thing that he said, the the funny thing was that he tweeted pronouns suck, which that yeah. tweet's not funny because that's like fucked and he has a yeah. bajillion followers. So uh, and Grimes, also boring. But Grimes <laughs> responded saying, yeah. I know this isn't in your heart. Please give me a call. Give Please me a stop doll. this, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but she misspelled call. <laughs> which so is it was like, give that me was a doll. such a perfect little. <laughs> and yeah. then they unfollowed each other. And their baby reminder is like six weeks old possibly <laughs> so funny and then, well it transcends and then age someone yeah. interviewed him about like being a father and he was like well i'm not really a father yet like right now the baby is kind of just like in an eating and pooping stage so that's like grimes's job but when it's older i'll take it on vacation to china like, cool. to china i want to show it the wall in the warriors <laughs> like cool thanks elon oh my goodness but after elon saying another government stimulus was in no one's best interest a uh, guy responded uh, you know, it wasn't the best interest of the people. The U.S. government organizing a coup against Evo Morales in Bolivia so you could obtain the lithium there. To which he responded with, we will coup whoever we want. Yeah. Deal with it. Also, yeah. like, cool we, as in it's very obvious yeah. that the U.S. government is just controlled by these, like, eight billionaires. Massive corporations. corporations. Yeah, they, they sit down and they smoke a few cigars and they're like, who... What kind of indigenous uprising are we going to tear down today? Yeah, they put a cigar out in like a three-year-old's back, and they're like, hmm, <laughs> who's got lithium? But that's yeah, their room, their room is like a living Edgeen museum. Yeah, right. Like, instead of dead skin furniture, it's living people that are just yeah. hanging out. But, like, all of culture is just dead, so they were, like, they were inspired by listening to Nirvana. They're like, oh, we could use some lithium. Cool, yeah, dude. That's sick, bro. That's epic. I'm trolling you. <laughs> and I know this is all of history, and that's like what a coup is. But like honestly, history and current day 
fucked. Like random billionaires can just be like, I don't like that democracy. I mean, Bye-bye. that's not a new and, thing. No, I know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like the new thing is like saying that. that that's exactly what you're going to do on, on Twitter. Twitter. That's yeah. very true. Uh, before it would be a lot of behind closed doors. Regular people wouldn't <laughs> hear about it because it would be such like a foreign idea. And if anything came out, people would die. It's like, yeah. I yeah, yeah. Whereas now it's literally like I'm bragging about yeah, this. Yeah, you brag about it and there's nothing you can do about he it. He flexed on us. Yeah. With coups and oh, in, in Bolivia. Is Elon Alpha? No, absolutely no, not. I, no. He's like literally one of the most beta people to ever exist. Like he's a keys to the VIP style <laughs> yeah. guy. Where oh, he's like, oh he like goodness. watched that show. He's like, this is freaking, this is how it acts. And yeah. he like went up to Grimes and he just did like all kinds of pickup artist stuff to her. But because she's got like a fairy brain, she's like, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, wow, he just did like a persuasion magic trick to me and my number appeared on the card. And then like, she was so wet you could slide her out of there. She left a slug trail. Oh my God. <laughs> Remember when her bio said anti-imperialist and now her husband yeah. or they're is not married, one of but the like biggest is bragging about coups on Twitter. So yeah. if you're yeah. unfamiliar, Bolivia is like um has a massive lithium like they have so much lithium there because of how like their mountain and desert ranges are laid. Like they're the lithium capital of the world essentially. Yeah. Extracting it is so bad for the environment. It's, it, crazy. it's ridiculous. And the vice president to the uh, new coup elected president, uh, Janine Añez, has met with Elon Musk and was like, hey, if you can come into Bolivia, we'd really appreciate your business here. Yeah, fly the Lolita Express over this way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and what's pit stop. interesting is the coup in Bolivia was like a political coup mostly. And it was aided by the OAS, which is supposed to be like the fair elections guarantors who were like, oh, uh, Evo Morales won and it seems suspicious. We can't. They were like trying to accuse this man who won an actual democratic election of using like Saddam Both party numbers. Yeah. Where Saddam would win with 99% of the vote. Whereas Evo Morales won with like 65%, yeah. which is still, don't get me wrong, like more than a majority. And it added up in the polls too. And then when they did the reassessment, they're like, oh, we may have been a little quick to uh, declare foul play in the Bolivian election. And this happens after Añez, who has also basically vowed to rid Bolivia of all indigenous people, which is like 60% of the population. It's a cr- yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's 60 to 75% of the Bolivian population is Insane. indigenous. Mil- like a million people, at yeah. least, just going to be like wiped out. They were also just freak girl boss. Indigenous people were just happy for once in a country. Evo Morales was like (laughs) one of the most important leaders in Central America. Except for like New Zealand. They're pretty chill in New Zealand right now. But like Maria cool as hell. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, in in Bolivia, like the indigenous people were actually given, like he was the the first indigenous uh, democratically elected leader in like something like 50 or 60 years. They're approximately 20% of Bolivia's population, which is still massive. There's 11 million indigenous people. You say it's 20%? 20%, yeah. I didn't know Bolivia was also that big. Yeah, that's a ton of people. That's remarkable. What's interesting is like one of the great what if conspiracies in American history is, oh, what if the business plot succeeded and FDR didn't get to enact his like socialist air quotes agenda? But it's like, no, the business plot didn't fail. They just waited like 20 years and got what they wanted, which is complete corporate control over every aspect of like the American government. Mm -hmm. And now the rest of the world. I was going to say the dope part about it though is like right now, like they're kind of all dying. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, but these people like live for like it's like how Henry Kissinger is still alive. Uh, like these people will continue to live with. It's like Peter Thiel doing his blood transfusions. Like they're going to live <laughs> forever. That being said, I am in the process. I'm going to give myself HIV so I can donate my blood to Peter Thiel and kill him. You are such a bug chaser. You bring this up every yeah. single day. <laughs> I am. I would love 
to be responsible for Peter Thiel's death. I'm going to give myself like some kind of ancient wasting disease, but I'm going to be slightly strong enough to survive it. And I'm going to make sure he dies. Like I'm going to sub out the three-year-old that he uses to drain blood from. Like he's going to look down and just see this massive man and be like, fuck, it's too late for me. How did he sneak in here? (laughs) And like, that's my plan. Like, and this isn't a parody. Like I will be the one to poison Peter Thiel's blood. It's actually a hitman mission where you you have to go to his secret base and like, the rainforest <laughs> yeah. and sneak like it's gonna be me wearing a bunch of different costumes just like walking around with my hat <laughs> yeah you're down. gonna be you're yeah. gonna be dressed as a clown with a like wielding a fish <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> like the vision cone appears yeah. above his head <laughs> <laughs> Peter, huh and i'm gonna like and then you drip fish. the poison from the fish into the <laughs> adrenochrome <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah or it'll or it'll be like um like Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Snake! Metal, Metal Gear Solid 5, he just slides down a hill on a cardboard box yeah, and right. takes him out. I'm going to be listening to David Bowie as yeah. I, with a gigantic horn sticking out of my head for some reason. Your cheeks are so thick. That's right. I was captured on Peter Thiel's bloodletting island because my ass cheeks kept clapping and alerting the guards. <laughs> I, I love I, it. I keep harping on this, but I just also remembered that Grimes is... Um, high school little quote in her yearbook was a quote from Stalin and then like also this week Elon Musk tweeted like a picture oh, yeah. of Marx being like oh give me give yeah, me like, I'm free Santa or something yeah it's like, okay, hungry cool. Santa yeah, hungry Santa <laughs> Give me everything for free. It's like, cool, Elon. Thanks, man. That's sick. Uh, how did you get your money for your company again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like his whole What entire... work did you do for that, bud? No, he's epically trolling you, mate. He's epically trolling you, you pickle rick. Like doing the awful yeah. South Africaner voice. Yeah, he's got he's got like he's got like mountains of Szechuan sauce in his bedroom or something like that. Oh yeah. And you know he bought it all out. He's <laughs> yeah, no, because he thought it was reason. funny. He's for the sure. reason why we all freaked out. You know, I was there. I guess my <laughs> I remember that day when does it tr- when is it because like he'll just say that he's trolling people but i think we can yeah. all agree that this man like this isn't trolling because trump will do the same thing yeah absolutely. Trump, once trump learns what trolling is he he's gonna do the same thing after his presidency and be like gotcha <laughs> you fools you clicked on the link yeah exactly <laughs> it wasn't me at all it was click it was clickbait the whole time it was time. Rick Astley. <laughs> he was so nasty to me at nelly or's party and it'll be the same thing with elon musk where like um uh, he, he's gonna be like haha gotcha but it isn't a gotcha if you're a dumbass like it's gonna be so cool when he eventually like takes over and has his own army and like his nazi flag is a troll face yeah just like <laughs> surrounded by like an iron circle uh, and he's wearing a guy fox mask and stuff oh, like you so cool he made the meme wars real <laughs> <laughs> posting will set you free That's your literal <laughs> virgins versus chads sad because like now we have like what is a possible genocide in bolivia and it's like by a dude that like tweeted like i love thigh highs so yeah it's, like, great but also <laughs> yeah. I like, every, every like man in history has been the same as that they just like it's don't true. have a Twitter, but every like king is yeah. probably like also an annoying freak that like murders people all the time. That is so, true. Like, yeah, yeah. But like they never so to... viscerally. But you don't has... have to deal with it uh, like personally on your Twitter feed. Exactly. Like, like never so viscerally has like the person who has all of the capital and who decides who lives or dies also reminded you exactly as the annoying fuck in your philosophy <laughs> class, you know? Yeah. It's like, imagine if, like, Augustus Hopsburg had a Twitter. Like, that's where we're at, where it's yeah. just, like, some ugly fucking... Oh, sorry, I get so mad thinking about yeah. Ugly <laughs> fucking like freak. Evil and it's fucking depressing. With his hair plugs and his fucking, like... 
this man, I oh, I didn't think I was going to get, I tried to avoid getting this mad about Elon Musk, but anytime he's mentioned, I can cut like a 30, 40 minute promo about oh, him. Oh yeah. I think he's the greatest living refutation of any kind of idea of meritocracy, where every single idea he has ever fucking had is just like, oh, I'm going to make the subway, but only rich pedophiles can fucking use it. <laughs> <laughs> where it's like, Thanks, dude. <laughs> where it's yeah, like, it's I'm going to ro- launch a fucking cool, like, badass greaser car into space. And it's like, yeah, fucking cool. Thanks, man. Have you ever done anything in your fucking life, you goddamn? <laughs> idiot i'm gonna go to queens all the girls are hot there who fucking cares elon you have three million apartheid emeralds i i went to queens because i thought the girls were ugly so which is right uh sorry where'd your girlfriend go (laughs) sorry what that's so uh, strange where'd my girlfriend go (laughs) huh yeah same dean what is going on i I just thought that would be funny say we'll we'll cut it uh no that's fine it evidently was not fun (laughs) that's that's fine that's leaning in saying girls are ugly is (laughs) that's feminism i don't see beauty this is fifth wave (laughs) yeah he's beauty blind (laughs) that's right i don't know i don't know if a chick's busted or hot (laughs) yeah we're not talking to brides i don't even know if i want to fuck him anymore (laughs) (laughs) oh man literally though like the thing that you're saying is like (laughs) the thing that you're saying is like elon is just this like he his brain is literally uh like ground beef that has been molded to look like a brain and Mm -hmm. then like put in an oven to book for a bit to cook and like a nice little brain meatloaf and he just has money like and it's and it's really gross and exactly. and i think what you were saying about like people in the past have had just as much power and just as much like capital and did pretty much the same thing but it seems so much more like sheltered it, 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 i him. think the difference is like before you kind of had to put on this air of politeness to some degree yeah. yeah whereas now in our current population like these people didn't don't understand how to even talk to people at all so So then instead of being like i have to be proper with all of my stuff because like it could just be gone they're like beacons of hope for like you can be a dumbass and have money too and Uh. it's also like uh, like we're not peasants anymore i mean in the grand scheme of like <laughs> economic possession we are peasants no, you're not but i mean like we, we aren't don't have a farm anymore and yeah a, a peasant a knows farm. how to work the land and but provide it's, it's for like himself when kings were believed in they were like oh yes he's the one who brings the rain to me and it's like <laughs> <laughs> now it's like no we like we don't think these people give us anything like we know this shit is fucked up except That's for the true. british but they yeah. have perpetual ape brain yeah no so, like, like they, they are doomed beyond recognition or it's like it's either like they all still believe the royal family has power or they're all like incredible simps like every old royal person is like i brought you the queen i would and it's like it's cool like i respect that like that was a good accent yeah i have a lot of uh freak family members yeah, that i will not yeah. talk to but i will openly mock i feel like uncle if, boris johnson if you're going to die for someone that you've never met and you just know from like tv and stuff you should at least like have pictures of their feet or yeah, something right I, I do for the most part like yeah yeah like i'll 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 kill people for any of my only subscriptions yeah. yeah and that's normal yeah <sighs> that's just a functioning brain so in conclusion the ghost has been given up these rich, powerful people don't even have to pretend like they're not just doing evil anymore. They can just post epic Pickle Rick memes on Twitter as yeah. they instigate a genocide of 11 yeah. million Bolivian indigenous people. Yeah, and if you get mad about it, you're the idiot. You've been trolled. Epically, epically trolled, mate. <laughs> I know that's Australian, but they are the same brainwave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're same doing the same racism. shit. They're, yeah, they're doing the same shit. <sighs> same amount of indigenous people in jail. 
Uh, yeah, uh, it's funny. I hope someone kills Elon Musk. <laughs> you can use that as the cutoff point. Yeah. It'll be me. You're, yeah, you're gonna show up in a clown outfit with a fish. <laughs> yeah, I show up on his Mars colony. That's Hitman 3's final mission. You show up on just, the Andromeda. I'm gonna dress up as Pickle Rick, and when I kill him, it's gonna be the most emotional moment of his life. <laughs> Uh, so, folks, I, I found an article uh, in the Globe and Mail uh, That's this my weekend. favorite publication. It is. It is. I love uh, to... I peer into it like a crystal ball to get dark wisdoms and profane magics to share with you. Yeah, it's like it's like Lord of the Rings, right? This exactly, is, uh, yeah. The Eye of Sauron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the one paper to rule them all. And this article made me more mad than... I've been in a long time, which is saying something because we just had a segment about being very mad. Was this by Catherine Rune? No. Oh, okay. Now I don't yeah. know where we're going. I'm excited. Uh, no. Yeah, uh, so it's by my buddy Ken White, oh. uh, who I will introduce you to. I was going to say, for some context for the listeners out there, none of us except for Dean, I believe, have, have really? any idea what this article is going to be. I thought this was the one where... I thought it was going to be the one where the woman took chief out of CEO. No, no. That's to, a cool article. Because that one is like... I'm a CEO, and I stopped using chief executive officer out of tribute to the indigenous yeah, people of this country. Yeah, sort of fucked up that she kept the headdress, <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah, that's the weird. <laughs> <laughs> Dean workshopped that for a really long time. As Shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> that's really good. I like that. It's on the bedside stand. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Uh, no, but this is by Ken White. It legitimately made me so mad that before we go into it, I'm going to read you uh, a good article that I liked so we can sort of compare and contrast. Oh, interesting. Um, so That's I'll just start shit. with the last November, the Toronto Public Library ran this advertisement. Black Friday special, 100% off all books, print digital audio. Don't miss the deals every day. Pretty cute, right? That's so cute. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, and actually, it goes deeper than that. Oh, I think I know. I think he knows. Yeah, I remember this. Uh, so in 2013, the Toronto Public Library uh, hired some like weird financial institute to uh, study how much economic value they provide for the city. Yep. And they concluded that 5.6, uh, sorry, uh, $5.63 of economic impact for every $1 spent for public library funds. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, you uh, get an, a return of investment of almost 500% by putting money into the library. And then people, instead of buying books... Uh, take those books yeah. out and, and that's then, money not spent that's money that you're getting back right right uh they Wait, circulate getting back the the public oh so that yeah. they can spend it on yeah other things is well, that what they're it, implying yeah like what's the argument for why they should invest in libraries be it like the the city like the the public rather than everyone having to buy their own books if we all share uh then no one has to buy all that books and that's money saved for the taxpayer which can then theoretically be reinvested oh, in yeah they're things. saying is that like your tax money is going to libraries but you could save so much money by not purchasing yeah. all those items yeah okay, if you gotcha. if you just went to the it's libraries like, and use their services i have such gotcha. low overhead that like everything they generate is surplus value. yeah i i just thought it was going to be like the city trying to spin it like we're making money for small businesses etc but like <laughs> well. that that's actually a really wholesome stat i really yeah. like that yeah and uh i did some more digging and if you blow that number up uh especially across this is just the united states 
uh, if you do those same calculations for money invested in the library versus like how much you would spend to actually have everyone buy those books that were borrowed, uh, it's $30.4 billion annually for the U.S. Wow. Saved on books. Saved on books. Sick. Massive amount of money saved I can't by wait to libraries. hear why we shouldn't have these anymore. <laughs> you're Amazon, you get really mad about that. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, an- another fun little fact I found. <laughs> He's got COVID. Keep it in. That's right. He sneezed um, in my mouth. <laughs> another little fact that I found uh, was that uh, currently in both Canada and the States, there are more libraries than Starbucks uh, cross country. That's Whoa. really yeah. nice. Isn't that, doesn't that make you feel good? How come every time you go around the corner, you see a Starbucks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You folks heard about this? <laughs> they say Starbucks. Yeah, they take all my bucks. Their coffees are like twenty three dollars. That's uh, that's Jay Leno on Starbucks. Oh, okay. Which this was, wasn't an impression. That was a clip I it was from Jerry this year. Seinfeld. No, I, it was originally, but then I got I gave up. Jay Leno's funnier. Okay. <laughs> and I don't think he's dated any children. So uh, moving on, uh, Ken White is a publisher for Sutherland House Books. And he (laughs) authors their weekly newsletter. He used to uh, be the editor-in-chief for McLean's uh, and before that, the National Post. Uh-oh. He was canned from the National <laughs> Post. The three best uh, publications in Canada. Uh-oh. Congrats. Like, the yeah. Holy Trinity. Nat Poe, baby. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, so, National Post is nasty, though. Yeah. He was actually canned from them in 2003. I tried to find why. Fired from the National Post? Uh, basically, the, the post was bought enough. up. Uh the the National Post was bought, and then yes. they just fired everybody. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Wasn't it bought by Conrad Black? Yeah, may as well. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. He runs it now. Yeah, yeah, he bought the Financial Times and the National Post, because I was doing some research in the National Post. Yeah, so anyway, after 2003, uh, White moves to McLean's, uh, where he runs it for a while. Uh, they do worse numbers than they ever had. That's a lot of a star. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot Midas. of people complained about how uh, the McLean sort of took a dive in quality and started running like really like tabloidy sort of articles, like yeah, TMZ that's why shit. Kind of low key hate McLean's now. This man ruined McLean. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he also uh, wrote a book. Uh, he's written written a couple of books, but the one that he plugs uh, in the bio for this this article that he's just written for the Globe is Hoover: An Extraordinary Life in an ex- in Extraordinary Times. He wrote a biography of Herbert Hoover. Oh, I thought you meant J. Edgar. Yeah. No, I was like, this is some real shit. An now. extraordinary life. We're fired up. Wait, actually, I don't. I just assumed it was Herbert. Let me see. <laughs> if, it's, if, if it's J. Edgar Hoover, I, I don't actually. Really know I'm those J. Edgar Hoover was like <laughs> the guy for the FBI. Yeah, so he he was uh he was essentially the in between when it came to like the head of the FBI and their correspondence with the U.S. So he was also like head of like propaganda ah. in the states during JFK. One of them, yeah, one of the most powerful men in America at the time, and also by that definition, one of the most evil. And yeah. who's the other one? Herbert Hoover, who was a president during the Great Depression, oh, uh, famously did nothing yeah, for he anybody. Sucked shit. He sucked shit. He like did the, what was at the time the equivalent of bailing out the banks, uh, yeah. similar to what Obama did. Mm. Uh, people would call like the mass like homeless camps Hoovervilles. Yeah. Uh, after him because he like caused them basically That's Ho- Hoovergate baby, I, which is I, interesting because that also happened with like R. B. Bennett in Canada, like both yeah. major leaders in North America. Cool. 
completely shit the well, bed. English North America were just like, no, this is fine. We'll ride it in. It's probably because they didn't expect to do actual work for once. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's the same thing during this pandemic. They're like, oh, shit, I got to work. Fuck. I can't just get mad. <laughs> I think this bio is probably actually about the little vacuums with the faces on them, though. Oh. Uh, ah, that's because yes. Hoover loved getting his shit sucked. That's right. <laughs> like, he was known famously for having a he hose was, you'd have to unwind to get any yeah. kind of water out of him. He, you know? he was a man's man, you know? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, uh, Kenneth White, uh, after writing a lovingly detailed biography of Herbert Hoover, Sus. has come to the Globe and Mail to give us this article about the future of independent bookstores. He's a publisher, but he's concerned about independent bookstores. Do you want to hear a, a fun fact about all the things I just read you before this? All those like cool library facts that made you feel good what, no. yeah, about none of, socialism? None of this was and, real? Uh, no, all of that was real. Okay, oh, okay. All I of that was I, from the same article where he describes how these things are bad. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Like, the like literally, like the only difference between what I read and what he says is he punctuates each sentence with, but it gets worse. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Not a joke. What That's a, real. Oh what a spawn God. of Satan. Yeah. So I, oh, this I'll, benefits the public. Yeah. Oh. Helps poor I'll, people save money. I'll like, give you some more. I'll give you some context. I'll be kind. And please. I'll let you examine his ideas for yourself. Please do, because he's already going down to the post. I think I remember this. Yeah. So he talks about how no one expects all of our very many independent bookstores to resume operations after four months of minuscule sales, right? It's sad for these tiny, uh, these small businesses. Uh, and it may seem strange to think of booksellers in libraries as competitors. Most booksellers I know don't. Ask them to name their competition, and they point to Amazon and Indigo, yeah. not the public library. Uh -huh. There's For a logic to that. They're booksellers, and libraries don't sell books. This is, however, a fairly narrow lens through which to view the book mm -hmm. marketplace. Booksellers are, are in competition with libraries, whether they want to admit it or not. Just ask libraries. And then he cites all the times that the Toronto Public Library said, oh, we've got sales. Uh, there was oh another, gosh. the Massachusetts Library. Massachusetts. Uh, Massachusetts Library. Massachusetts. Actually, whenever you got your little uh, slip, would tell you how much money you saved if you would have bought oh, the book. That's just nice. Uh, which is awesome. Yeah. And he's like, look how gross this is. They're just showing you that you shouldn't be ever buying books. They're rubbing oh it in your yeah. fucking God. face. Are you little maggots going to take that? What's the title of this article? People like this just remind me that about the fact that some people genuinely forget that poor people exist. <laughs> <laughs> like just completely forget that like, public libraries are a service not only to all people so they have access to something but also for mostly for poor people in general very even just as even just as a, like a place to be and teenagers oh my god it blows my mind how many if you haven't been to a public library in a while go there and count the amount of teenagers yeah. maybe not during the pandemic but before don't look at me Pause. like that. <laughs> but seriously, so many like high schoolers like coming after school or whatever to get their work done and stuff it's like true. that use the library yeah. even just as a place to relax. Like it's it's such a huge service for the public because you don't have those enclosed spaces that don't require you to spend money. It's one of the few yeah. places you can be poor and not be ostracized yes. for it in public. Yeah, yeah. And Do not you be remember, expected to spend money to exist Remember there. when Kingston two years ago said that uh, if you smell bad enough, they can kick you out of the library? Yeah, that was Aww. sick. That was so cool. Yeah, they put in a new rule and they were like, if you're stinky, we can ask you to leave. 
That got shut down real quick. By the yeah. way, the, the whole city was pretty pissed off about yeah. that. By the way, nothing smells worse than uh, fucking old hair plugs, but you can ask Brian about that. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah, he yeah. can attest to that personally. And also, if you don't have the money to purchase a book, it's not in like libraries didn't exist. It's not like you're going to be like, dang, I really needed this $34 on for food, but you know what? I'm like really itching to read this book, so I'm actually going to spend it on a hardcover instead. Like, no, you just wouldn't read. Yeah. Like, you, you either wouldn't read or you would pirate the book. I was so going to say, like, the demographic for libraries, it, it's got to be out there somewhere, but like when it comes to, to income level and library use, it must be correlative to like lower income levels to more frequent usage. Yeah, like in my comparison parents would to higher never income. use a library TBH. So like But they don't have to. I know, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. So they would it would be for them an Amazon versus small bookstore thing, whereas like the people that mm. use libraries aren't really considering yeah. buying we every don't single have a book. Like yeah. <laughs> especially I, I if certainly you're, couldn't afford to purchase every book I read. Especially like, if you're doing any kind of schooling. Like yeah. if you're doing your GED or if you're starting college, like you have free options to get those resources. And that's an interesting point. I didn't even think about it from an adult education standpoint. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's a fantastic... If you're, if you're getting your GED, first of all, you probably don't have a great income anyways because no. you, now you're required to get your it's, GED. It's been gated off from you. Yeah, and also you're spending most of your time getting this education. And then you also need the money to get the resources in order to do better and you also need this place in or the space in order to do your work, and not everyone has like a a home where they can have an office where they can be kind of cut off from the rest of their family. Guys, guys, you're jumping way ahead here, Dean. We get pissed. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm glad that you I'm had mad. this reaction. I read this alone in my apartment, <laughs> screamed audibly at my laptop, and paced up and down the hallway five times. But then would I, I would come back, read another paragraph, and do the same thing again. Uh, anyway, folks. Uh, for those who are curious and want to look it up the, yourself, uh, this is this article in the Globe is called "Overdue: Throwing the Book at Libraries." Oh my god! Uh, it's so it's cool. so cool. But please, please hear hear my man out because he's got some good <laughs> points here. Mm -hmm. uh, Ken comes up with this thirty point four billion dollars that the U.S. taxpayer saves by investing in libraries. And he says, how much is 30.4 billion? The total revenue of all US publishers in the most recent year for which figures are available is 25.8 billion. So libraries distributing books for free, free of charge, saved Americans a greater sum of money than the combined earnings of all the publishers who make the books. Boo fucking oh who, God. dude. Don't it don't get into book sales to make money. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? You're like, oh, the boom market of s publishing books right now, you fucking moron. Book sharing is like evil. I was going to yeah. say, I also don't think um, like book publishing has ever been like hugely viable unless you're a giant conglomerate. Yeah. Like it, like if you're if you're a publishing house and you only have like a select few books, you're not doing that to make money. Usually it's like a side thing in comparison to some other overarching business. Where you have the ability to do so. But also, like, consider, like, this, like, he doesn't frame it in terms of publishers. No. Uh, he, despite the fact that he is a publisher, and that's exactly where his vested interests lie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I found out why he got fired from the National Post. Let me know. Remember the Scholastic Book Fairs? Yeah. Uh -huh. Columbine, 2000. Oh, no. <laughs> he was selling guns. Kenneth White walks into the library and asks them, do you believe in God? Uh, <laughs> no, this man this man for real brought a, brought a I was gun. so scared for what a moment. Hell? No, he didn't do this, but I liked it. This is the guy who, like, I could see him just bringing a gun to a Scholastic book fair <laughs> and just being like, you sure you want that eraser? Yeah, you want that giant eraser, buddy? 
You know what? By buying an eraser from here at a discount, you are costing the eraser industry $3.6 billion. You know, how many, you know how many natives in Costa Rica have to die to make these erasers? How many coups you I have to You know how many cause? more I could kill with $3.6 billion? <laughs> what happened? What, what did he get fired for? Oh no, that's 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 what I'm saying. That I was just, oh, it was a I was bit. Doing okay. A oh, I thought. Can I go back actually, to the article? He got I, fired for anti-white uh, action. I thought, <laughs> that's right. I thought you were being serious about the Scholastic Book Fair thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, this goes deep. My man's got school shooter energy. <laughs> my my favorite part about this is that he's using like, oh, we have to defend independent bookstores like Amazon, uh, Indigo. <laughs> yeah, not the problem. You know. it's the local fucking public library uh, is the issue. Uh, he sort of skates by the fact that a lot of independent bookstores are used book fucking stores, so they're not even selling the new books that he's fucking concerned about. Yeah. Aren't you concerned about new used bookstores? Those are profits that you're not getting, pal. They're selling something that you made, and you're not getting money on it again. Yeah, something you, you fucking have the, freak. Something you have the licensing rights for, and and you know if you really want to crack down on something like that, that yeah. is that goes against your codes of ethic, right? Yeah. There. Well, I guess he's aiming for the golden goose, and then immediately after he kills all libraries in like uh, independent uh, used bookstores are next yeah that 100 uh, 95 pound communist woman that runs her independent bookstore he's yeah like, he's like sharpening a knife. he's doing like the taxi driver training scene yeah yeah. He, he's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's the one that would shut down like queer bookstores in toronto and be like you're you're destroying the publishing community are you reading my book are you <laughs> Are you reading my book? Put go dog go down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this one like weird bald guy just keeps like staring through my front window every time we're open. Like I don't know what his deal is. What's going on here? I run the National Post. (laughs) One day a hard hard rain's going to come and wash all these pinko bookstores away. Okay, so Ken White, though, is smarter than we give him credit. Uh, he has anticipated our criticism. He'd have to be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he has anticipated our criticism, uh, and he's pivoted uh, halfway through this article. Oh. And I quote, Maybe you're unsympathetic to the plight of independent booksellers or pref- prefer to blame Indigo's Mr. Reisman and Amazon's Jeff Bezos for their decline. Bro, I would like to. constantly blaming Mr. Reisman <laughs> That's for <right>. shit. <laughs> Not a day goes by. <laughs> Damn, cool, Reisman. Man, awesome. I always think about that, dude. Let's approach it another way. Imagine yourself as an author or Rajan, or rather, imagine yourself poor. I know. Imagine. <laughs> let's put. Let's wow. put, wait, let's wait, put wait, on wait. our magical hats. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I don't is think this, I can. I can do that. Is that's, this a quote? That's a quote. That's a direct quote. I hate this man. They know their readership. Now imagine he you're knows a poor. Who he's preaching to yeah. you. Uh, imagine you're one of the rabble. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Dirty faced, <laughs> sweeping a chimney for a living. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, Mister White, please, please, can I have an extra penance today? So what happens when we're poor then? What happens when last I'm an January the U.S. Authors Guild declared a crisis of epic proportions? The median income for its members, including full-time, part-time, and traditionally published Fuck and self-published me. authors, was six thousand dollars in 2017, down from ten thousand five hundred in 2009. If you o- isolate what authors made on book sales, the median income was three thousand one hundred dollars. Authors of this group, right? Not authors in general. Uh, the authors of the U.S. Authors Guild. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Crisis is same in Canada. You quote some other numbers. Writers are loath to draw a line between the fact that they're poor and the fact that four out of five of their patrons get their books for no charge. 
Most of us grew up in libraries. We love libraries. Ba, doesn't ba, 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 sound ba. like it, Ken. It sounds <laughs> yeah. like you really fucking hate them. Yeah, it sounds like you like despise <laughs> the very institution. You might have a personal bias against libraries. We're gonna find whoever's trying to shut libraries down. You know, we're gonna find out who's doing that. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all want to know. <laughs> Here, here's the stinger. For instance, there are 46,800 librarians in public libraries in the United States. That's almost the exactly exactly the same number as, as writers and authors in the U.S., 4,200. According to the Library Journal, the average librarian makes 52000 a year, Sick. or more than eight times the median income of the American author. Get better at it. Yeah. Sorry, bitch. Is Librarians go to school. That, like all those authors live off of six thousand a year. He's he's including yeah. just their like income from being an author. I'm yeah, sure and this is averaged out between part-time else. people, yeah. freelance people. Yeah, and it's was... like people writing books in their spare time until they're famous too. Like, yeah, no one is a professional author money. until you've actually they're, like become think, very successful. He's talking yeah. about the e-Kindle like horse girl books. I was, yeah, I was gonna say when it when my it, wet pad pen fiction. <laughs> like we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. zero dollars guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I he's am doing. the 99%. Someone like, on fanfic.net is re has been reposting my Garfield X, uh, what is it, Black Beauty uh, crossover events in which John Arbuckle fucks Black Beauty. Yeah. <laughs> my my, my Sonic Shrek fan fiction is making me zero dollars, <laughs> and I'm upset. I worked hard on that. The I bottom see. line no, is that you can make five times more lending an author's book than you can writing it. Yeah, that's, that's not that's plus what, annual increases, plus benefits, plus yeah, do. yeah, yeah that's show yeah, up. That's in the, the hand, only thing they do. They pass me a book. Uh, the you, fact that they are service people makes them lesser and inferior than me, the genius writer who fucking writes about Herbert Hoover's fucking long schlong. You, you know how teachers just hand out worksheets and they make a hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, that's the same thing. You yeah. want to know how much schooling it takes to be an author? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> you want to know how much schooling it takes to be a librarian? A whole fucking lot. It's a master's degree. Yeah, Woo. it's nuts. Oh, man, it's almost as if this person's against, like, I, I bet you any money if I sat down and I was like, Mr. White, I'm totally straw manning right now. And I was like, Mr. White, do you think everyone should get paid equally or do you think they should be paid on the amount of uh, schooling or education they have? Yeah. And he'd probably say the amount of schooling and education <laughs> you have. Because the other way is pinko and commie. That's right. And it's like, well, sir, <laughs> wouldn't librarians be making an appropriate wage in comparison Bro, to their education? $52,000 for a master's degree is still shockingly low. And that's, also, that's not a lot of money. That's not even like... I feel like I'm thinking of it obviously in Canadian. That is like is not low, much right? more than I make doing tours in <laughs> AP. Yeah. The, the, the other thing too is like a lot of authors, people forget this, right? So he's talking about like the Authors Guild. He's not talking about non, or he's not talking about fiction writers. He's talking about authors of books, which also includes academia, mm. where those people might get, you know, even $500 on book sales. But that's because, that's because that's yeah. because they're tenured and their it, job, that's, their yeah. job yeah. isn't to make money off the book sales. It's to produce research. That's why some of my like props here were just like, yeah, here's a free copy to my book. Like, yeah, I don't they don't need, care. I don't yeah. need this shit. Like, I have so much more. It's money. not their income. It's supplemental income. Yeah, it's insane. This argument makes zero sense if he thinks authors are going around living on six thousand dollars. Just trying to target the one like semi, even remotely socialist thing we have. Yeah. And that you've hit the nail on the head yeah. there. Like that. This is. Like a really, I don't want to say clever because it's pretty easy to see right yeah, the fuck dog, through. Dog uh, shit. But like he's trying to have like an elegant sort of sidestep 
of uh, like critiquing the one bastion of actually caring about the population we have left in at least in the states. Yeah, especially in that when it comes to country. any kind of independent education, because that's what libraries are about, right? Yeah. Like not well, only not only does it help you with oh oh what do you got to say? You say that I ask you this chance. Would you like to get even angrier at this article? Oh no. Would you like to? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I have a choice. Yeah, that's kind of how wanna, this works. I want to get angrier. <laughs> yes, no. yes. He goes money. on for a while about how librarians make more than authors, and that uh, librarians steal book sales, which is true. Um, that's right. They they yeah, take the they yeah, take it home. Sick. Yeah, it's sick. And and then he moves on. <laughs> authors are going in the pit. Librarians <laughs> librarians argue that libraries are what phil- philanthropist and early public library funder Andrew Carnegie called palaces for the people. A bulwark against illiteracy, a foundation of democracy, mm-hmm. the last resort for those uh, without access to books or the means mm-hmm. to buy them. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good to me. That was certainly true in the early days oh, of boy. the public library. <laughs> yeah, nice. let's go. Before compulsorily K-12 through education, when books were rare and relatively expensive. Not so much today, when everyone goes to school and more than 90% of schools have libraries. Why is it not 100%? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, 90% of schools uh, have all their students survive till the end. <laughs> I think that number's a little high. Yeah, yeah. Well, that money could be better spent on uh, literally buying my Hoover, Hoover books. Yeah, we only need 60% of children max. Uh, so. If you play baseball and you hit 900%, you're the greatest player ever. If you run a school and 90% of your students can read, yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up. Let's get that average close to the Mendoza line here. <laughs> the dirty secret of public libraries Ooh. is that there's stock I've in- I've seen that video, bro. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that one. <laughs> Mia Khalifa, library. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. go. Yeah, I was going to say, Kendra Sunderland got kicked out of school for that one. Sasha Gray. <laughs> let, Gray. Let me rephrase. The other dirty secret of mm. public libraries is that their stock and trade is neither education nor edification. Ooh. It's entertainment. The top three reasons people patronize okay. libraries, according to a massive BookNet survey. Oh, I hate this Letterman top three. <laughs> this one's dog shit. Is to relax for enjoyment and for entertainment. How dare they? Okay. Fuck those people. That is why the Toronto Public System has 90 copies of Fifty Shades of Grey and six copies of Steindahl's The Red and the Black. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? Such a pussy. <laughs> I'm going to fuck Man, him up. I was oh going to say, let these, pe- yeah. let these people get their rocks off and fucking back off, He's buddy. judging us from what books we're reading. <laughs> let me continue. These entertainment readers are not a benighted underclass for whom Tom Clancy is a stepping stone to literacy and employment. I'm going to kill this man. Yeah, now you know I feel all the time. Is He's saying, so now he's talking about the argument of like higher order and lower order art. Yes. Yes, yeah. and like his argument is that libraries originally were for education and for teaching you classic works and classic literature, and now it's just taking money out of the hands of Tom Clancy, yeah. who I guess is hurting for it. <laughs> Man's been dead yeah. for like what twenty years. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's got enough video games out there. To yeah. Fucking... Have you ever read a Tom Clancy book? For the record, no. Oh, trash. Okay, I would like to say Tom Clancy is probably one of the worst authors of all oh, time. Oh, for sure. Pure Every trash. single book is just like, here's this cool gun. It's, and it's like 33 pages of describing the gun. He's like, yeah, then the bitch walked into the room. Yeah, yeah. And she said, oh, we should love terrorists. There was That's a- Kenneth White? No, this is Tom Clancy. Oh, yeah, no, Tom Clancy's yeah. ugly as shit. There was a- can you find me Kenneth White, please? But- Jamie, can you pull up that clip of Kenneth White? White is spelled with a Y. So one, one thing Ugh. that I want to say to refute this, Mr. Kenneth White, if you are listening out there, 
I don't know if this even comes up in the article because I haven't been exposed to the rest of the article. Maybe I'm jumping ahead. Does he talk about archival activities at libraries at all? No, he does mention. Uh, <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. Good looking looks like boy. He, calls himself he looks like a deflated Doug Ford. Big time Tim and Eric energy off <laughs> Ken White. Oh yeah, he's like, gonna give me free real estate. <laughs> Come to Ken White's clown outlet. But um, he he mentions briefly that he's like, oh, library libraries have a much more noble goal than having books on their shelves. <laughs> cool. Uh, and he talks about how like yeah, a lot of like poor and underprivileged people hang out in libraries, which is good. I'm glad that he mentions it. But that doesn't mean that libraries shouldn't have books or current books at yeah. all. Like it's completely different argument. Yeah. Does this guy know how people learn to read? I don't think. <laughs> like, well, he yeah. claims that we all know how you to read. You need to already. have like yeah. easy books, Did not you just say, for kids, but for like, er, bro. I love yeah. reading easy. Did books. you say he he claims that everyone already knows how to read? So I think. Well, he, yeah, that's his he, argument: he is that we have like compulsory K through twelve. Yeah. Big living rooms with computers, like it's, that's yeah, that's it's, yeah. It's this is like, this is the sign of someone who went to a private school. Yes. Thinking 100%. that people know how to read just inherently. Yeah. The uh, illiteracy in Canada and the U.S. is quite high still, even is with... Shockingly high. Yeah, especially with older generations. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, I have family members who can't fucking read. And, I, and it's because of... Uh, and it's not because they didn't try. It was because they, they have... Uh, what is it called? Like uh, learning... Yeah, uh, learning learning disability... Or what is it? Learning exceptionalities. Like Yeah, yeah. School like, wasn't cut out for them. Like, school yeah. is not... People think like, oh, you enroll someone in school, they do everything. It's like, no, that's not how it works. A lot of people don't make yeah. it through school because it's not a system designed to uplift and like educate every child. It's a yeah. system designed to uplift and educate a certain kind of child. And this is someone who is like a big proponent of education and someone who backs like public education and public funding for it. But it's not a perfect system. Mm -hmm. And so many people fall through the cracks. And guess what's there to help them when they need to rebuild and work towards a level of education so they can live a decent fucking life because our system is allayed. It's a meritocracy, except nothing you do actually matters because it still goes. But it's libraries. Yep. I know I have people in my family who are illiterate. Yep. Who, And guess what they start reading at libraries? They read pulp books. Either pulp mm -hmm. books or even comics. There's comic sections Absolutely. at libraries. And comics are yeah. perfect for uh, uh, people. Learning with, readers. Yeah. yeah. It is integral. You, it's it's such an elitist and yeah private school thing yep. to be like oh if you're not reading you know of course you Descartes, know read. like you you shouldn't deserve to read also people who are illiterate aren't using the library anyway eh, eh. <laughs> yeah literally Fucking wrong so wrong <laughs> and uh, yeah there's audiobooks his, too i'm on his linkedin and one of his likes is just cable tv <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a big family guy dude. he's a boomer <laughs> This, this man wrote the so, Family Guy wiki. Yeah. So uh, my boy Ken White uh, lists all of the good things that he thinks libraries do, uh, which uh, sums up to housing poor children, basically, and having a place for them to be, yeah. which, again, is good. Uh, and libraries do a lot of excellent work. It's like a grocery store. He only has to go to one place to get what he needs. <laughs> he's, he's going he, for the bargain bin. <laughs> he continues, which returns us to the crux of the matter. For their funding, libraries rely on the traffic generated by pimping free entertainment Ooh. to people who can afford it. Yeah. All the genuine good they do is to some extent made possible by being a net harm to <laughs> literature. Yeah. Oh I love God. I love thinking of a public utility as a net harm. Yeah. That's sick. Well, to literature, to again, 
freaks to like insane monsters in publishing companies and like psychopathic turfs like jk rowling can whatever if you're i know you're listening to this whatever you want to make sure you never write another article like this again i'll provide to you if you want (laughs) sloppy top i will get my tongue all up and down that three inch of yours i will get like his dick looks like a toe we know this is a guy with toe dick energy yeah which if you're unfamiliar toe dick energy is where your dick looks like your big toe and it's got a nail at the end of it as well. That's right. Essentially, what you is You cannot happened? remove it surgically or you will die. <laughs> yeah, you've been hexed by not a baby witch, but a full-blown witch on Twitter for <laughs> going to the public library and uh, removing the novelizations of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That's right. Which is what he actually made his name. That's actually why he was fired from National Post. <laughs> we, just, we figured it out again. Yeah, he stole all the books and uh, a witch hexed him and gave him a, a toe dick. And his entire thing is like, I can never let another young man experience this. I must destroy the public library. <laughs> Imagine waking up every single day and being like, ah, yes, the poor house. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's the Daniel Plains view of fucking independent book publishers. This fucking freak. I, I think we should uh, emphasize here, because I have been mean to authors. Uh, yeah, You know, though. we like we're not anti-artist. We're not anti-author. Uh, yeah, if uh, anything, we're pretty uh, pro. Yeah, we are artists. We are artists ourselves. Uh, no. I, I, <laughs> slay, I put my blood, sweat, and tears into this podcast every goddamn week for you Ghost people. Of Ghost Shadow by Bob McKenzie. I've read it several times. Cutting that. <laughs> no, uh, it's good. <laughs> people need to know. But the reason why I'm so angry about this is because if you are uh, a would-be author or an author, like a published author yourself, and you're not mega super rich off of it, you're not losing any money because of libraries. And to believe that that's the case is completely batshit insane. If anything, a library provides like an opportunity for people to discover your work yeah to try out an author they've never heard of before and that's the thing like and people have like if they can it's that's the thing people with means aren't using the library to be like oh (laughs) i don't have to pay for a book it's like no people that have means will probably buy your book yeah either online for a kindle or they'll just if they really like it they'll buy it in person Mm -hmm. like by targeting a library you aren't (laughs) like targeting people with means yeah you are explicitly targeting poor people. Yeah. Like 100%. And yeah, this guy is a fucking freak. And it doesn't surprise me. Like every segment, on, every week on the show is just me challenging various people we dislike to physical contact. And that's fine. Like I would love to do that for this guy. Because clearly he's not using his dog shit brain for anything else. I may as well concuss it and take it from him. That's right. So the rest of this article, uh, Ken lays out. Uh, a series of solutions that he sees. Uh, well, the solution that he really wants that he doesn't think is going to happen is that libraries stop carrying popular books that he sells. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he the, thinks the that they should only carry classics yeah. and children's literature because it's Marx? lesser. Does he think they and should And you have make less, less money off of it. No, I, don't, I, I didn't ask him about that. What about Ayn Rand? Oh, yeah. oh interesting. But <laughs> love uh, that. Uh, he lays out uh, in the rest of the article things that he thinks publishers could do to combat this, okay. uh, such as tripling the prices for library copies oh and e-books. Oh, my God. fucking... Wait a leasing second. e-books to libraries so they have shit. to continuously pay yeah uh, that's the chuck Christ. wendig shit yeah that's the chuck wendig shit that's Fuck right that guy too this guy is awful i really wish he did not write this article uh he suggests that adults should have to uh Uh-oh. pay a, a sort of a netflix fee uh to for libraries library. for the library uh, which is insane. I, cool. I love this guy didn't want people to fucking libraries. I don't get it. If those solutions are unpalatable 
all that's left is access. Publishers will begin to ration their popular books, the ones that pay the bills for the library market. The Toronto or Dallas library systems will be permitted, say, six copies of the next Stephen King rather than 60. Can I get some Gerald's game? (laughs) You had Gerald's game last week. (laughs) Please. we have Gerald's game at home. The <laughs> Gerald's game at home. Fifty Shades. <laughs> God damn! Yeah, this guy. This guy is a Dickensian villain. He looks like a Dickensian villain as well. Oh yeah. Like he's got a real. He's got like the angel haircut. Like the angel hair. Angel. What is it? Monks like tonsure haircut. Yeah, yeah. He's got angels wings. That's the word for it. <laughs> Big fucking bald spot on him. He looks like his name would be Mister Bookburn. It's insane. I will leave you uh, with the closing statement he has here. They genuinely believe, they being librarians, that they are doing heaven's work. And in some respects they are. Okay. But not by undermining the literary culture that is the basis of their existence. Giving away another's product at no charge has to be the cheapest form of (laughs) benediction. (laughs) Okay. Fund fund libraries uh, and fund a radical treatment for Toe Dick. And then we won't have to worry about Kenneth Yeah, defund publishers. Please, if there's anything you take away from this segment, stop buying books. Yes. Yeah, never buy a fucking book again. (laughs) Unless uh, I wrote it, which I won't. (laughs) And thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yeah.